Welcome to the Urbane Legend Christmas mini-series. Happy holidays. I'm driving away from my home this Christmas. Cause I can no longer stand to see your faces. Yes, I'm driving away from my home this Christmas. And I've been using a fake identity so you won't find me. Well, I'm pretty sure the kids ain't mine. And I've given this all my time. But I'm driving away from my home tonight. Oh, yeah. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Urbane Legends Christmas mini-series where we have a look at some stuff about Christmas and see whether it holds water or not. Uh, we are currently on uh, DJ Khaled's dirigible somewhere over international waters over the North Atlantic Ocean at the moment. Uh, in case you didn't know who we are. <laughs> uh, I'm Chris. Flynn, and with me, uh, with his cup of codeine-based drink, is Mr. Up O'Cheer, Neil Herbert. How you doing, Neil? Having fun? Party never stops up here, does it, on the airship? Getting a bit exhausting there, actually. I've noticed um, that you've been spending a bit of time going into the butterfly sanctuary with uh, different individuals. Have you been concluding some business deals for for, uh, people back in Port Slate that you may have certain business interests with i've been you know tying a few interests yeah profitable interests as ever as ever you've got to be lining your pockets chris yeah well i've not i've not i've not managed to get anything going what's the old saying if you don't like god lines the pockets of those who line their own that's the one yeah that's the one in it yeah that's the one yeah god god loves a a con man, I believe. Yes. <laughs> the really God loves a grifter. <laughs> Blessed are the grifters, for they will inherit the earth. Something like that. <laughs> um, are there any any deals that um, you can you can tell us about, or maybe hint at, or is this hush hush? Are you in the market for some chimpanzee meat? I think you already know the answer to that, Neil. <laughs> right. Podcast will have a word. All right, nice one. Yeah. With mate rates? Yeah, you get you get a good supply. Very good. Yeah. Very good indeed. Um so we're we're up here because Neil's um bestest buddy in the whole wide world, uh DJ Khaled invited us up for for this uh, boring boring period of Christmas. I mean we did suggest to him maybe we could just like hang around in Miami and he yeah. said no. I'd get the jet skis out. Yeah, and he said no. No, like we need to up on the go- airship. Up on the airship, where men are men, yeah. you know, we don't want any distractions. We show the sky what's what. <laughs> gonna, 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 yeah, poke, poke the sky. I'll teach gravity a lesson. It's teach never gravity a lesson. Um, and also, he finds that being thirty thousand feet up actually improves his vocal performance, true, and he's yeah. and he's currently working on on a mixtape for the streets. So. Nice. 
Um, but he is a so he's got an international uh, courtroom in the in the centre here, um, in the centre of the airship, which we're going to uh, use to adjudicate on yeah, Christmas we're gonna use, or things of that nature. That's exactly it. And uh, DJ Khaled himself is the one adjudicating. Um, he won't speak though because he's say you know well a we can't afford him and b Mainly. he's also he's also saving his voice for the mixtape. Um, so Neil. No further ado, let's let's dive straight let's into it. Dive on in. Yeah, okay. I'm, wor- I'm worried that last episode um, we rambled a bit. Really, that'd be very unlike us. I would have it would, it would seem it seems well, like a character. A poorly structured. Neil thought our episode was just <laughs> bollocks. No, 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 no. I no, don't, no, I don't no. think so. Oh, but well, do you know what? Maybe I dreamt it. Yeah. The um, I'll be honest with you. The lack Christmas of fever, the lack of oxygen up here has led to some very strange dreams thin, and quite, yeah. quite a lot of muscle deterioration. Well, you know, it's all, all in the game. It's all in the game. As Snape Dog probably said once. Yep, famous New Yorker Snape Dog. Actually, he's in the billiard room, isn't he, having a joint? He's in the billiard room. No, he's later. quit. He's quit. He's just having a CBD joint. Oh, is he? Did, you, re- did you read about the um, the, his quitting? Yes. Yeah, it was yeah. all just a, a phase for him to, uh, or, or a front yeah, to advertise probably... smokeless players or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really naff advertising campaign. But I really know because it's quite funny because his like thing on Twitter says <laughs> um like it says I'm quitting smoking weed. We um we thank you for your for respecting our privacy at this time. <laughs> yeah, no, and then someone was like, oh I think he's just doing this because he's just about to release something yeah, like smokeless <laughs> grill or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. A smokeless and, and, grill. And so oh, I quit was. smoking. Oh right, yeah. Well, no, it's just—I think it's like a garden fire, but they've got like holes in the bottom which draws the smoke down or summer. I don't know. Well, I'm t- I'd like to, to and then back up. No, but no smoke's I... got to go somewhere. Don't know. Well, Snoop Dogg's yeah, he was a straight A student at school, so I'm going to bow to his knowledge, his knowledge better than yeah. mine. Um, you said well, he'll, he'll have us all sleeping on brick beds off the ground so we don't get eaten by smoking a loco soon. <laughs> oh, little uh, little call back there to our loco episode for those um, who presumably haven't heard it. Yeah, more, more than likely. Come on, Anil, what are we doing? We're rambling again, right? Did Did Victorians we... invent modern Christmas, Chris. Did Victorians invent modern Christmas? Um, pretty much. There you go. Some say yes, some say no. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna look to English heritage. We're obviously not gonna have a biased view no, on this at all. Wander through, see what they say. So, Victorian Christmas traditions. Many of today's favourite Christmas traditions were popularised by Queen Victoria and the royal family in the nineteenth century. Mm. I mean, this is the one thing you see the trend on these articles. I mean, these things existed before a lot of them. Yeah, they kind of they became a them, bit more they, famous in, in England, yeah, which pulled was them all together influential at the time. So we um, so presume so we Britain, I should say. So I would say we're talking Christmas traditions in Britain and probably North and probably America, probably the English speaking world. Don't, well, that's the thing is I don't. But they have how, different traditions anyway in different parts of the world, don't they? There is well, they no, do, and it would have been influential, you know, in parts of the Commonwealth. I guess I don't really know. Was well, um, it in in Spain? They have like that Christmas log, the cracking log, yeah, that they feed. And that's then, awesome. We should inherit yeah. that. We should we should get it. that tradition. It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah the, the, I think it's. I, I don't know if that's Catalonia specifically or if it's all over Spain, but um, yeah, they're yeah, shooting like but that. different countries have different traditions. But we are yeah. specifically talking about 
British. It's, it's mostly kind of like British or, or any probably yeah. American as yeah. well because they get trees and that, don't they? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of them. Is familiar. I mean, basically stuff that you'd say if you if you think if you saw it in a film, you'd Christmas do it. movie, like a Western Christmas yeah. movie. Let's you know, what's that look like? You know, Christmas trees, sexy Santa, giving, sexy Santa. Yeah, fuckable Santa. We had it last week. Um, Christmas crackers, sexy uh, elves. Yeah. Yeah. Sexy Mrs. Santa, let's not forget about her as well. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind if I don't time mind making if presents that. around all year <laughs> for home break. Gonna cut loose. Sexy reindeers. Sexy reindeers, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sexy Krampus. All the traditions. What, what he can't do with a whip and chain. <laughs> what he can't do with a birch stick. <laughs> yeah. Ain't worth knowing. And the rest of Santa's bad gang, you can go back to our, um, our series last from year. last year if you want to explore the adventures of Santa would, and his biker would, gang or his rogues gallery. Whatever the fuck I know. would say in some ways that series was slightly well thought, better thought through than this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We actually, I think we had probably a bit more time to prep it. But um... So come on then, Victorian Christmas. What's, right. it all, what's it all about? What's it all about? What's it all about? Come on. Oh. Look, I'll be honest with you. Just Christmas expect. goes back two thousand years, mate. We're just talking about. This stuff's got to go back, like. Look, look, I might not have done very well at school, but if you explain it to me, I'll understand. What's it all about? Just, just, just let me know. Just say it in a way that I can understand it. Yeah. You don't do that in the next ten seconds. I'm having your fucking kneecap, right? <laughs> all right, calm down. I'm getting. You're giving me Agitating a cockney. You are giving me a blinder behind the eyes. Just tell me what it's all about. I will. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, fucking do it then. Christmas in Spawnwood by royalty. Got to go down to Boozer. If you shut the fuck up, I should take up now. Okay. It's a night. All right. All right. Don't get shit at tea. Ah, you're getting on my fucking tits now, son. You're right. <laughs> right. Several traditions we know and love today are rooted in Germanic heritage, thanks to Queen Victoria's husband, Prince Albert. Hmm. Now named after a piece of jewellery in your nether parts. In, yeah, down the... Yep. Down the... Uh, yep. Down the hatch. Um, yeah. the, the, prince, the prince who moved to England to marry the Queen, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, embraced his childhood traditions and introduced them to his family. That's unusual, isn't it? These royals. So, what Embra- embracing your childhood traditions and yeah. showing them to your family. No, no, no one but a royal could have done that. Well... Well, that's because they're kissed by God. Like basically, the Germans invented Christmas, I think, is what we're learning. In the early years of Victoria's reign, the royal family celebrated Christmas at Windsor Castle. However, after Albert's death in 1861, I believe that made us sad, the Queen began celebrating the festive <laughs> do you know season. What, Neil? I, do, I believe that's the case. I believe she was famously sad. Ooh, I mean, she? the way the sentence is constructed, after his death, the Queen began celebrating the festive season at Osborne, <laughs> the holiday home of the other way. So, yeah, I don't really care, I wasn't that bothered. No, well, famously, she grieved like years and years. Yeah, she? she really loved it, didn't she? Yeah, so it's nice, isn't it? If if that John Brown movie I saw was any indication, yeah. I wonder if I'll ever find a Victoria Albert style love now. Do you think numbers ain't looking not. good, Chris? <laughs> numbers ain't looking good. I've looked at the actuarial table. I'll be honest yeah. with you. The, the, it stat, looks pretty... the, the, the stats are in, yeah. and the forecast is we're tending not towards good. zero. Yeah, hey, you never know. But Maybe you know what? We're find not myself a nice. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. Yeah. St- I mean, statistically we're not, but yeah. it's all intents and purposes we are. Maybe I need to find myself a nice German prince. Yeah. And by that, with, I mean... Potentially with a Prince Albert. 
By that, yes, and by that I mean a German prince in like the musician impersonator. Yeah. <laughs> ich, ich bin ein Prinz. Ich bin es funky. That's it, like it's I nerf, 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 nerf. <laughs> Instead of on a guitar, he's doing it on a like, little, uh, whatever, like Kraftwerk style keyboard. I don't know. You, 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 you. Cool stuff. Oh, yeah, anyway. Um, oh, yeah, Windsor Castle, Dead Husband. Continuing yeah. his festive yeah, traditions. Yeah. Come on, whatever. Skip to, oh, skip to the good skip bits. Skip to the good bits. Let's get the juicy bits. After his death was a tangible way of keeping Albert's memory alive. It also inspired a nation. Mm. So before that, they I'm weren't sure bothered, that. but yeah. they felt a bit bad for, for old uh, Empress of India. And we, you start to see many of these customs in the private homes of Victorian England. I mean, yeah, I think it's probably more inspiring, kind of like middle-class people who were trying to pretend they're royal. But uh, anyway, Well, so, this is the thing, isn't it? So back in them days, the royals were, do you know what? They, I mean, they, they were, were like influencers. They were the day, real influencers. And so people would copy what they did. Um, yeah. Because it was like, fashionable, wasn't it? Yeah, it's, it's all fashion, isn't it? Well, that was kind of how Brighton um, became when it's from a seaside town, wasn't it? Yeah. So the Prince Regent come down, he's like, yeah, yeah George the Fourth. Stick a Gordy Palace on the seafront. And, uh, yeah, it's nice, though, third? isn't it? Well, like, nice, I, though. I like the The pavilion's yeah. gorgeous. You could do a lot worse. You could. Did you know that the pavilion, so uh, people who don't know, you can look it up or not bother you. Can yeah, just it's listen quite a fascinating building. Yeah, so it's... Um, it was called a pavilion because when they first built it, it was literally just kind of like like a, a two-story sort of yeah, boring yeah. house. And then over the years, because he was uh, he was a, a lad about town, really. He didn't really have any duties or anything. He was the prince. So he got, got architects to come in and made it into kind of an oriental palace. Um, and did you know that... So inside and everything, it's all kind of... I mean, like, it, it's faux oriented. Well, the outside, but... oh, it's faux, yeah. I mean, the, the outside's got minarets and, big, and, and sort like of onion very domes. inspired by, yeah, um, by, by Indian architecture. But did you know that in World... It's more um, Chinese. In World War II, um, injured Indian soldiers... World War One. World War One was it? Yeah, it was World War One. In, yeah. Injured soldiers who were, who were fighting for the empire, um, they, they used the pavilion as a hospital because they thought oh this looks indianish and the indian soldiers like at the time it 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 was in it was council hands right but they thought that the royal family were putting them up in a palace and so they were very very grateful and no one disbarred them of that fair enough and there's um just outside brighton there's a war memorial to to all the indian soldiers who fought in world war one so decorating christmas trees Christmas trees at Christmas, aren't they? It's in the name. It's in the name, isn't it? So decorating trees at Christmas was a festive activity popularised by Prince Albert. Inspired by his heritage, i.e. Germans did it first, trees yeah. in the royal household were adorned with lit candles and trinkets and the interior... Oh, that's a fire risk. In decorations. I mean, it probably was, wasn't it? It's a fire risk, Neil. What are they doing? What are they thinking? It just goes to show. Do well, we they could probably just have a footman Christmas? watching it, couldn't exactly, they? Exactly, yeah. But what about the middle class people? Well, they're all you going to perish. Asphyxiate or burn to death. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. there we go. That's what you get for trying to, you know. Yeah, copy get your above your station. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Victoria and I weren't the first royals to put up what we know today as a Christmas tree. George III, I think that was Prince Regent, 
much. No, oh no, okay. Um, married Queen Charlotte, who, like Albert, was raised in Germany. You'll find this with most of the mm-hmm. royal family. Um, Charlotte is credited with bringing decorated evergreen trees to England when she introduced their first Christmas tree at Queen's Lodge, Windsor, in 1800. Uh, Victoria and Albert are so closely linked to the tradition because they were famously illustrated standing behind a de- uh, beside a decorated tree with their children. And it was a is engraving that was published in the press and took hold of the national imagination. I mean, like there was, you know, so imagination. They, they popularised it rather than inventing. Imaginations it. weren't what they are now, were they? In those days, we didn't have TV. <laughs> standing or by a tree. Ah, whatever next. And in a tree in your house. Well, exactly. That, see, that's the point, Chris. Yeah, it's indoors. It's indoors. Has the world gone mad? I can only assume so. Modern Saturnalia, like we were covering (laughs) yesterday. Everything's just turned upside down. I don't know what to believe. A chair outside. Yeah. Might as well. Thus the modern world was born. (laughs) That's, of course, what uh, kicked off the, uh, the renaissance of the Puritans. And here's what I didn't realise. So turkey or festive bird for dinner. So I mm. thought this was more of a modern thing, and it was just like cheap meat from America. Yeah, because like, turkeys... are like Thanksgiving traditions. Turkeys aren't like... Then, I mean, I don't know if they ever were, but they're certainly not wild to the UK. Oh, no, they're not at all. But, well, they're not wild to the UK. They, they're imported from America, but then so is, you know, so, so are potatoes, tomatoes, Christ knows what else. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the list of that's pretty long. But... Um, yeah, no, I, I had thought, like, goose, because, you you know, you read, like, Dickens and stuff, and it's a, it's a goose that Tiny yeah, Tim goose. goes at, or yeah. whatever he gets for Tiny Tim's table or whatever and all of that. Yeah, swan. Yeah, yeah, swan, obviously. E- that's what they would have been. Yeah, beef. Ostrich. Ostrich, Ostrich, that's a good yeah, one. Kangaroo, nice, nice, popular. Nice lean meat. And Captain Cook had been over there. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, but, but no, but like, so, according to this, like many of us, Victoria and Albert enjoyed turkey at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. They would sit together as a family for their main meal and enjoy turkey with all the trimmings. Now, as you would expect, the royal family were fortunate to share in several courses. Wow. These would include mince pies, plus various starters. See, starting with mince pies, that's a mistake in my opinion. Well, that's because you've, that's because you're a cuck. Yeah, well, there you go. Must be you're a, you're a food cuck. I've had to myself there. As a, <laughs> you've um, cucked myself. You've cucked yourself. You're a food cuck. You think yeah. you. You've, you've, I can't uh, handle a mince pie before you start. Us. You've fallen, you've fallen into line with, with savoury, savoury, sweet. Yeah. So mince pies. Have stars, it in, you can have it in whatever sweets. order you want, Neil. Don't let them tell you. But Look, I don't. Whatever. If I that's to, what people like. You do what you when want. When I go I to a care. restaurant, I order a dessert, a main starter, dessert, main starter, dessert starter, aperitif. That's what you want. If it, what people want to do, if they want to have a, a a plate piled with turkey and Christmas pudding with gravy all poured on top, that's up to them. I don't. I'm not mm. Anyway, so turkey chipolatas, they later they may indulge in a plum pudding to satisfy the royal sweet tooth. Mm. The food overall was very rich and could include beef or even bull's head, as well as a selection of cold meats. That's the one thing I do find the Christmas dinner is quite heavy in it. I've never got room for Christmas pudding really. Um, 
So I, I, I don't know what you have for your Christmas meal, though. So I normally do like a starter, like I don't yeah. know, prawn cocktail, because we're smoked salmon. We have smoked, smoked, smoked salmon, we have smoked salmon yeah. and prawn. Yeah, yeah. Seafood, um, seafood starter. And turkey with trimmings. And... No, tur- we have beef. Yeah, beef now because t- neither of us really like turkey, so we started getting a, yeah. a rib of beef because it's the nicest one, Very and it's nice. like once a year. Can grow more traditional. Get a grass-fed one. Yeah. Like, so it's had a good quality of life. Yeah. Um, good, good quality meat as well. And mm. then, yeah, Yorkshire puddings, roast potatoes, pigs in blankets, mm. veg assorted. Um, roast parsnips? So roast parsnips, roast carrots, and they're normally roast like... sprouts? No, nah, not for me, but my mm, mum okay. will have some. But green beans, have some of them. And then gravy. Yeah. And then, yeah. I mean, yeah. this is it. This is all... Really Third interesting stuff. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Bread sauce? <laughs> no, bread sauce, no bread sauce. Um, yada, yada, yada. So, naturally, finances influence what families could put on their Christmas tables, and the majority yep. of people in Victorian England were not wealthy. Imagine that. Well, surprising, isn't it? It's unlike today. Yeah. Where possible, a festive bird remained central to a family dinner, and for many, it's this would have been a sparrow. A... No, a goose, apparently. A goose? Goose are cheap, are they? Well, what happens? The one thing I do remember you know, geese are big. I mean, like I, I could imagine. I don't know, a, think like I mean, I think middle class families would have been having goose. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe well, I, think, I mean, I yeah, suppose, you'd just have chicken, wouldn't you? You think? Well, chicken was very expensive back in the day. But goose, really? I mean, one thing. What more than mm, goose? Well, no, I'm not saying more than goose. Although the the thing is, like chickens, you have to rear, don't you? Whereas geese, you know, are, are wild. All right, so, so you just go poach yourself one. You could do, I guess. I don't know. Um... So I don't know. But, yeah, apparently, according to this... Otter enjoyed... land? Would they just have some otter land? Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. Poor people. Yeah, over a, over, a, over a tower. <laughs> it's a hard shame. That's oh, otter land, yeah. It sounds... It doesn't sound very... Yeah, I've never tried it, but yeah, I don't think I could. Oh, really? Do you surprise me, actually? Yeah. Well, that's weird. You've not had a no. £50,000 a plate otter land? Yes. Oh. I got all, I got all filled, filled up with um, bird's nest soup, unfortunately. Did you? Yeah, and, and beluga caviar. Yeah, um, and um, eating off of a mother of pearl. Yep, and a, a, dol- a dolphin's fin. Yeah. So some even joined a goose club so they could pay in instalments throughout the year. Yeah. For some reason, that really reminds me of Arthur from EastEnders stealing the Christmas club money. Yeah, it reminds me. So what we used and to do when I, when I... I remember my mum doing it when I was a kid, is in the co-op, you used to be able to get like books and you would when stamps. you were until you'd say yeah can i get a couple of stamps don't yeah because you had like a couple of quid spare and you put them in the book and then each book would be worth like 25 quid and you do that throughout the year for your christmas yeah for your christmas shop what a lot of people do with the uh, reward cards these days do they yeah save them up all year well i mean actually i say these days. do you know what i've got back when i worked in a supermarket which is yeah. about 500 years ago um not longer than that yeah people would just save those all year and then use them to pay for christmas dinner so the thing is because reward cards these days because of greedflation offer you so little rewards yeah you could that would probably work maybe once every three years now because i think with tesco's you get a pound for every 100 pounds spent <laughs> oh it was always that it was always so that. well I mean, like, yeah. 1%. So, but if you do that all year round. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, how much have I got? I'll have a look now. It's interesting, isn't it? No. No. <laughs> uh, club cards. 
Um, jingle bells, jingle, jingle bells, bells, jingle all the way. Oh, <laughs> can't figure out. They're hiding it from me. Vouch six. Right, doesn't matter. I've got I've got nineteen pound fifty in vouchers. Yeah, there you go. Fuck all, is it? I've got five. Well, that get you ten. Get you a, that would get you a tin of Heinz ravioli. Yeah, if you're lucky. If you're lucky, a small one. Yeah, if you go in with a few friends. Mostly sauce, isn't it? Right. Um, yeah, today most Christmas meals are centred around a main joint of turkey. And the modern feast is perhaps not dissimilar to the Victorian Christmas. No, it I seems didn't realise that um, turkey dinners were Victorian. I thought that was more modern, actually. Okay, yeah. there you go. But they must have imported it from America, because obviously you've got Thanksgiving tradition, etc. Doesn't... So there, there you go. I mean, it doesn't say why they decided on turkey, because I would have thought goose would have been more the thing, but there you go. Giving gifts, that was invented by the Victorians, Chris. Is the turkey just bigger? Yeah, I think I mean that's the idea is you can you can feed more people yeah. with it, and the thing is that they probably had access to the sort of high quality stuff. Yeah, um, and obviously you've got like cooks who can yeah. But anyway, giving gifts, giving gifts at Christmas wasn't a tradition the Victorians introduced. Oh, there you go. But I didn't think it was. They certainly made it part of their family festivities. Ooh, presents were shared on the evening of Christmas Eve rather than Christmas Day, as is traditional in the twenty first century. In the royal household, Queen Victoria insisted unwrapped presents be spread across the tables as they did with royal birthdays. There were references in her diaries about the gifts she gave and received at this time. They famously gave each other jewellery, probably stolen from other countries. Yeah, of course. Uh, um, works of art, sculptures, paintings, probably stolen from, other, from countries. other countries. Yeah, I mean, it's not... You're not putting, you're not putting your hand in your pocket, are I you? Don't think, I don't think they went down <laughs> Ratners and got a nice little nice pair of earrings. There you go, girl. There you go, Vicky. <laughs> no, it was, a, it was stolen off a Hindu yeah. idol. Yeah. But yeah, oh, the eyes are made of rubies. That's just, yeah, <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's interesting. That's um, interesting. Don't mind if I spend a bit of time on my own with it, do you? Yeah. Uh, often the children and grandchildren would give the queen things that they would have made themselves, like paintings, embroidery, or handicrafts. Useless. Straight in the fire. Yeah, down the salt mines with those fuckers. Poorer Victorians would have been forced to live within their means. Yeah, elaborate tables, yeah. Elaborate tables filled with gifts may not have been adopted by a more modest Victorian family, but the concept of sharing sharing gifts as part of the annual celebrations. So they could, you know, read about gift giving and stuff like that. I yeah, suppose. you could read about it, give, you know, you could maybe um maybe afford some peanuts. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. There's a sat you join a Satsuma club, <laughs> paying it to all year and stuff. Get seg- segment each for mm. everyone on the for everyone on the street. Everyone in your tenement. Barney Tim gets the skin. Fight off, fight off scurvy for yeah. a week. Oh, I held on to that teeth for a month. So I think, um, I think what I'm hearing here is, um, so very similar to today, Christmas really does separate the haves from the have-nots. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Uh, you know, so I'm going to quickly whisper through the other ones because I think we're probably getting up to time. So a pudding with a twist. Queen Victoria's Christmas was not complete without a little tipple. She yep. liked a bit of booze, did Vicky? Oh, yeah. Oh, and it's very possible. Do you reckon she drank... Um, is there, there must be a gin named after Queen Victoria, something like that. Uh, I don't think so. No. That's surprising, isn't it? There's no booze named after Queen Victoria. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I'm surprised by that. There you go. Oh, um, yeah. <clears throat> They were making things up in his head and then realising they're wrong. <laughs> yeah, little tip. Well, probably should have laced her pudding with a drop of that. It's very possible. So just pure speculation, yeah, apparently. Yeah. 
Yeah, probably. And then she probably, she, 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 she probably put she probably or she probably dunked her turkey leg in a pint of Guinness, probably. Yeah. 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 Why not? I mean, they just said they were, they were on the Royal Dessert menu at Osborne. It's referenced by Dickens as a treat enjoyed by regular Victorians, served with a kind of sauce, perhaps an English custard or creme anglaise. No, it's custard. No, it's just as custard. Much like we do today. Right, so, I mean, like, yeah, so so much, so so far, so similar. Yeah. Um, but I think, for me, probably the person who, rather than people reading in the papers, oh, Victoria's standing by a tree. I think the person who popularised the Christmas traditions, kind of pulled it all together, was probably Charles Dickens, um, because he was a very popular writer. Yeah. And I think that maybe that's where people got a lot of it from, rather than from the Queen. Yeah, he might he might have got it from that, but I think that Dickens uh, Dickensian Christmases are kind of what we kind of what people aspire to now. But you know, without yeah. the without the horror, I think a Christmas Carol is probably. Fair. And he would, I mean, he would have been a bit before Victoria, I think, because I, mean, I don't know when did she ascend to the throne. No, he wasn't. Well, I think Christmas Carol was published in about. Uh, Yeah, she was in charge by then. For sure. Yeah, 1819. Okay, bad Oh, no, she was born 1819, so she reigned for 63, because she reigned until 1901. She got in quite young, didn't she? Like our dear old Elizabeth. Fairly fairly recent. So, um, yeah, she did get in quite young, but it would have been in the 40s. So they would have been around about the same time. Yeah, um, brum, 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 brum. Um, so I think he, I think he popularised it because people would have more read his books than they would have known about the ins and outs of what's going on in Windsor Castle. Entirely possible um, from Christmas Carol, anyway. Mm. Um, gifts of gratitude. So she also invented charity. Chris, there you go. So running large country country estates with servants isn't something many of us are familiar with today. Speak for yourself. <laughs> As Queen, Victoria's royal homes like Osborne were coordinated by a team of servants and Christmas was an opportunity to show gratitude. Just give us some money. She was, well, listen, she was very involved with her servants and she took a maternal interest in their well-being. Oh, fuck, a micromanager. On Christmas Eve, the royal family would join them in the servants' hall to share gifts, which would include books, clothing and food. But, Mum, I can't read. It was so important to the Queen. Mum, I'm illiterate. Mum, 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 I've been that's in your service. I've been in your service since I was five and you never allowed me to read. Mum, I have no eyes. <laughs> you, 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 you replaced them with currants. <laughs> and my nose with a carrot. So important. Victor- to the Victoria's unusual torture methods was actually what inspired the, yeah. the snow the saw movies. Yeah. <laughs> the saw movies. Yeah. Did, did the Victorians invent modern horror? Turns did they they did. Yeah, did they invite Gorno? Yeah. The answer is yes. Pinhead was based on Prince Albert, famously. Yeah. <laughs> it was Prince Albert's penis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Cenobites were all his mates. Um, this, this act of gratitude was so important to the Queen that she did it before her and her own family opened their presents. Oh, well, yeah. Well, because every day's fucking you Christmas if you're royal. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great, more presents. Yeah, you're not exactly waiting for uh, for I. Today, charity is an important component of community life, and giving thanks is often incorporated in Christmas tradition, even if we don't have the servants to thank. 
So there you go, Chris. A Victorian Christmas. I'll clap, I'll clap the NHS. Yeah. <laughs> clap them and then get really annoyed when they want to pay us. Yeah. Um, okay. So here we go. What do you reckon, my lord? I throw myself on the mercy of the adjudicator. He has said guilty as charged. The Victorians did invent the modern Christmas. There you go. Myth upheld. Or myth upheld. Well, no, myth he's fact asked. now. Fact now. Put it in your books. A valid fact. Put it in your read-along books, which I'm assuming yeah. you've all bought. You can buy it's it now. Going to be on the curriculum. <laughs> Teach that in schools. Lovely. All right. Well, um, with that, we just go. Yeah. See you later. See you later. We're off to pool party again. Yep. Yeah. Bye. Goodbye. Driving away from my home this Christmas. A man down the pub said he could get me a job in the Merchant Navy. Guess driving away from my home this Christmas. Supermarket loyalty points transferred to your name. That's right.